What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And happy Monday from a snowy, blizzardy Naperville, Illinois. Oh, we in Chicago had a fun weekend with, oh, anywhere from 12 to 18 inches of snow around these parts. And uh, I have to tell you, I treated yesterday like a kid back in school having a snow day, and it was just the nicest day. So, you know, it's, it's a great reminder when things like this happen that if you shift your perspective and just kind of go with the flow of it as they say that that fun things can happen it, it, at first when I heard about the blizzard coming it was oh no yikes I won't be able to do this and I won't be able to do that and I won't be able to get the car out of the garage and I won't be able to do this you know and and I went to the, to, to the negative right away and then I realized wait a minute this is the perfect opportunity to take the the pressure off yourself and just to stay in your pajamas all day and forget about the makeup and cook some amazing food and and enjoy a couple glasses of amazing wine and boy was it just a great day so i hope that you don't have to manufacture excuses like 15 inches of snow in order to treat yourself to a snow day because i think everybody should do it at least once a month and, and that's going to be my new golden rule snow day once a month even if it's July. So I'm going to become passionate about that. And that's what we're here to talk about today is passion. Five lessons on how passion can turn into profit for your business. But let's define that a little bit first because I think that sometimes when the word passion is used in business that a lot of people just kind of roll their eyes and think, whatever, you know, I'm here to make a, make a, a living and and they forget why they got into their business and if passion isn't the driver behind your business then you may have a problem and and you don't have to necessarily be passionate about um, your exact business, but maybe there's something behind it that drove you to launching your business that you feel very, very passionate about. And you got to have fun doing it. You know, most of us have probably read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? And Rich Dad said that, I love this quote, employees dread the work week and live for the weekend, right? Their world is made up of two spheres, work and play. The rich don't know the difference, though. Their work is their play because they're passionate about what they do. Their work is their play because they're passionate about what they do. And I can say that for myself, that um, I don't usually, the only reason I ever separate the weekend and is in my mind is because some of my friends work. And so that's when I get to see them and have fun with them. But in terms of how I feel or how I treat myself or what I look forward to, for me, there is no separation. 
and and I just I love the weekdays and and the work as much as I do the weekends where you know I guess by definition I'm doing is I'm doing more play. So, you know, for me, Rich Dad's words really ring true because nothing strikes the deepest chords of my heart more than helping others broaden their perspective make the healthiest choices available to them and find that financial freedom that every entrepreneur craves. I mean, that's, that is always, always, always an entrepreneur's uh, one, first, second, or third. Now, I've never seen it as low as three. It's usually the first or second value when we do our values work together. And uh, that financial freedom or freedom in some sense is always on the top for entrepreneurs. And you know, helping people discover and explore that is my passion. And it also happens to be the vehicle that made it possible for me to raise my children on a single income as a young widow. My passion is the fuel that feeds my dreams. And I'm hoping the same for you, that your your passion is the fuel that feeds your dreams. Now, before I'm going to talk today about my passion and about how I discovered it, how I came upon it. And, and believe me, these journeys are not always pleasant. In fact, many times they're not pleasant at all. They come out of some sort of a hardship, um, as did mine. And, and so, you know, passion can give an illusion of, of, of joy and you know, necess- they're not necessarily born out of joy. Okay, so I want to kind of separate passion and talk about where it comes from, how you can infuse it, and how it can lead to profits for your business today. So that's where we're going. Now, there's a right kind of passion and a kind of passion that, that doesn't help you so much or, or the passion that kind of blinds you. And uh, passion in its truest form to me, this is my definition for me and it works for me, is the ability to see a dream, to visualize a dream, have a purpose behind that dream and want nothing more than for that purpose or that goal or that dream to be alive and well and just flourishing in your life. And it's also the ability to take off the blinders and to see the whole vision and all of the opportunities, all of the choices that come with it. And sometimes one of those choice needs, choices needs to be to let go. Okay. And that is a very difficult place for entrepreneurs, that letting go space. Um, I had a woman contact me a few weeks ago about her business. And I mean, the proof was there that the business was not viable, absolutely not viable. And uh, there was just no proof of concept for this business. It wasn't doing well in the opportunities it did have. But they had sunk, of course, their life savings into it and probably two or three years worth of hard work. And, and they thought it was just such a great idea. And, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, it's my job to help people see that their idea um, isn't such a great idea and that they need to go back to the drawing board. And and so that's what we worked on is going back to that drawing board. And, you know, her passion had blinded her to the fact that her business just isn't viable. So when your passion blinds you, when your passion makes you stubborn, um, I once worked with someone who treated his employees horribly 
because they don't treat the business like he does. They can't do, do the job as well as he could. They don't, they're not as committed as, as much as he is. And, you know, he has such a passion for his business. Well, the truth is, that's not your employee's job. Okay. We have to separate again. You know, Rich Dad said, employees dread the work week and live for the weekend. Now that's not true to all employees, especially anymore. That was obviously written a while back. Um, where, where culture, the workplace culture as becoming, um, more, people are becoming more and more aware of the importance of a supportive, healthy culture. So I think that many employees are dreading the work week less, but they are employees nonetheless. And I've had to teach this to so many of my clients that your employees are never, ever, ever, ever going to have, ever have the amount of passion that you have for your business. That's just not the way it's going to work. And they are not going to work 24-7 for you and be happy. Okay, so when your passion drives you to disliking people, to getting frustrated with people, to feeling frustrated with your clients or your employees or your vendors, then it's time to really go back to the drawing board and to understand your passion, identify it better, and to really go back and and assess what it means. So hopefully, if you're a business owner or you have a career that's very important to you, you keep your passion and your vision front and center at all times. Are you able to say that you love what you do? If not, I hope that today's show will inspire you to turn your passion, turn to your passion to identify your next steps to freedom, okay? Because everybody deserves that. Everybody deserves a chance at that financial freedom or whatever type of freedom that's important to you. Now, there is no greater compass than your passion, your vision, And when we come back from this break, I'm going to tell you exactly how I identified my passion and vision to create my compass so that I can make very clear choices and I can always bring that fire back into my belly when I need it, when I'm feeling discouraged or I feel like I've, I've lost my path or, you know, this happens to all of us. So. You will find that when you identify your passion and therefore the values that you are steering your company by, even if you are a solo practitioner and and don't have employees, uh, knowing what your values are, knowing what your passion is, knowing what is so important to you, where you're going is critical. And it just makes every decision so much more cut and dry so much easier to make. I mean, some things are hard to let go of, but you'll know in your heart, your soul, and your head that you're doing the right thing when these things are all very, very, very obvious to you. And as I said at the top of the show, sometimes these things are born out of, um, you know, actually tragic stories even, or uh, a childhood that, that taught you something that you don't have to want to relearn or you don't want others to go through. They, this can come from so many different places, or it can come from a place of joy right at the get-go. Who knows? I mean, you know. You'll, you're the only one who is going to know this. So uh, during the break, why don't you go on over to inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco and you'll see the highlights of 
of what we're going to get to later on in the show on five lessons on how passion can turn into profit. And that is this week's article up there. And it's doing very well. I think people are enjoying that kind of um, having that light bulb go on or having that reminder come into play. That is so important to reconnect with this because we lose sight of it when the business starts getting in trouble or when we're overwhelmed with growing the business and overwhelmed with choices and loneliness and overwhelmed with guilt or not being around the family enough or, or whatever it is. Um, we lose sight of why we've done things. So we're going to talk about my personal story when we come back from this break. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can with Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Mondays at noon central, Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Goals, objectives, business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, business and life coach Carmen Carosa can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real-world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style along with an innate ability to form connections with people gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion. Every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, you will realize dreams and aspirations you thought we're out of reach. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here to unearth your passion, your why your purpose and you'll see later in the show how they can really translate into profits and and much more quite honestly and i've chosen to talk about my own story today as a demonstration of something that i think is very important a lot of times i have clients come to me or prospects people who want to be clients come to me and say i don't know what my passion is i mean i'm doing my business and and that's great i i just i'm so exhausted i don't have time to feel passionate and i i'm really 
really not sure that I've identified my my big why. And you've heard me, if you listen to Million Dollar Mindset Radio, you have heard me a number of times call that your vision beyond the vision. Um, the thing that's just bigger than going to work every day and and creating a business. It's, it's so much bigger than that. And these things, I tell them, don't always come overnight. I mean, sometimes you truly and truly don't know what it is. And and I want to just say that if you sit down and you do a little work, odds are, if especially if you're just not like maybe in your 20s, I think it's hard for very young entrepreneurs sometimes uh, to to identify with their passion because they haven't had a lot of life experience yet as an adult. Um, but if you're a little bit older, you have had some experience and there are some things that have impacted your life on a number of levels. But I have to tell you, I've been coaching for um, 12, 13 years now and uh, I I was actually coaching before I understood my passion, before I really developed that vision beyond the vision for a number of years. Now, I loved coaching and I really liked helping people, but there's a difference between doing something you love and like and really understanding that motivating force that is stronger than just about anything and that comes from within you. And and it it grows over time out of your life experiences. So I'm going to describe a little bit out of my own story um, of that that experience so that you can see and kind of maybe try and and draw a parallel in your own life to see if anything here in my story helps you to to kind of chime into something that you might have thought wasn't related or maybe insignificant or you know sometimes when we have hardships people say well everybody has hardships and and they dismiss them and I did that for a number of years so when I was in my 20s I met and married my husband and uh, we had dated for a while, and we both knew that we wanted children right away, and and so we did. We we had a child. Uh, we had twins. Actually, we had a pregnancy. We had twins. Um, probably a little over a year after we got married, and um, a lot of a lot of stuff happened there. A lot of really difficult stuff. And my husband passed away when my kids, our kids had just turned eight years old. And so that left me feeling, oh my gosh, I had been through so much in my life. I did not have an easy childhood. I had a childhood where I often felt alone and lonely and I didn't know which way to turn. Okay, so all of that was just like, it just resurfaced. And it left me feeling with such a depth of loss not just loss of my husband, which was deep and painful enough, but of the fact that, you know, my children's father, the father of my children, but also a loss of direction in life. Everything I knew, everything I planned, everything we'd hoped for together and dreamed about together, none of that stuff was true anymore. It was all gone. And so where do you stand when that happens? Where... Who are you? You know, what do you identify with? I mean, of course, I had my children. And first and foremost, I was a mom. Now I was a mom, basically, and a dad. But my world as I knew it and had dreamt about and planned for was gone. 
You know, when you lose someone who is that close to you and that active in your life like a spouse is, I I used to say my world has stopped, but everyone else's has kept going. And I can't even imagine catching up. I just went off this merry-go-round, you know, and it was a very, very, very difficult time. And I felt powerless when you lose someone, you know, in grief, that's one of the first feelings that that rises for many people is that loss of control. That's why people who are grieving will often turn to things like cleaning their closet or they'll throw themselves into their work at some point after the initial um, period of time. Um, they, they choose to try to take control over the things that they know they can control because you have a new awareness that life is not what you might have thought it was and that things can change in a heartbeat. So that's how I felt. I felt this total loss of control over my life. Now, I began to regain the feeling that I had some balance in my life. I had little direction in my life, but not as deeply, not as deeply as I did when my husband was alive. We knew where we were going. We knew what we wanted. I felt solid in my career, and I felt solid as a mom, and and I knew what I was planning for in, in raising my children. All of that changed, and it, it creates such a helplessness And so I dealt with that. My spirituality grew. I grew as a person. um, But I still didn't feel a direction. In fact, that career, that place that I thought I would retire from, I mean, because I started when I was just a kid, literally. And uh, I knew that I would be there my whole life. Years went by and I started to feel like this isn't me anymore. This isn't right anymore. It's not who I want to be anymore, which was earth-shattering for me because I had nothing else. That that was all I'd done since I was 19 years old for many, 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 many years. And so I was lost in the world and I felt alone. I felt sad. I felt confused. So I decided to leave NBC television where I had worked for about 25 years and uh, I didn't know where I was going. I just left. I took this leap of faith. I just left. I uh, actually took a buyout. And uh, so I knew I would have a little bit of money to to live on while I tried to find my way, as they say. And I chose to buy my coffee house. It was called the Fat Bean Coffee House. Lovely, lovely, amazing place where many people met and and uh, fell in love and ultimately had babies. Many, many bands actually got their footing there and, and went on to success. Many artists. I mean, it was just this community hub where actually people from all over the world ended up coming. Um, however... With all of the success still came this overwhelming sense of loneliness. I was an entrepreneur now. I had 15 to 20 employees to manage. I had a huge budget to manage. You would never know it, but it costs a good $22,000 a month to keep a little coffee house open and running. That's a lot of coffee. And so I, I, I was plagued with this constant sense of overwhelm and loneliness and fear and even anger. When things didn't go my, right, my way, I became angry and and boy all of these feelings and just one word would always come to my mind and still does when I talk about it disempowered I felt disempowered and then my girls became teenagers (laughs) talk about 
somehow feeling disempowered, right? Moms and dads and teenagers, yikes, you know, you feel like you are losing it. You're realizing these little people are starting to make some pretty major life decisions on their own. And you never feel like your kids are ready to make those life decisions. And, and so again, I felt this sense of overwhelm, this sense of loneliness, no one, no, no one to turn to. Um, it, it was just a horrible, horrible feeling. And I think that had I been married at the time, maybe that would have been a little lighter, but I've learned in the years since then through working with my clients that, that it is, it isn't the case. I thought at the time that if I had a spouse that the world would be different, but that is not really the case. That's just not realistic because you can't just burden your spouse with all of these things. And it was at that time when I hired my first coach and I learned of the world of coaching. And I began to realize that I had a gift. What I saw my coach do for me was something that I had been doing for people since I was a kid, helping me see a new perspective, helping me shift my mindset, helping me make decisions, helping me make judgment calls, helping me to learn and grow and broaden my mind. And I realized that, wait a minute, you know, since I was a kid, I was the one settling schoolyard debates and and problems and issues. I would be on the debate team and I'd let my teacher choose which side to put me on because I could win either side of a debate, you know, and that's, it was something I was vehemently opposed to. But usually I could win either side of the debate. Why? Because I have this, this ability to see from 200 miles up in the air and I can see both sides of just about anything. And so that began to open my eyes and I learned that I really, really wanted to help people. But knowing that I wanted to help people and actually selling my coffee house and stepping into a career of coaching wasn't enough. And I found myself two years, three years into coaching and having a feeling of who I wanted to help and why. But there wasn't, I mean, I loved it. And I knew I was on the right boat in the right direction, but there wasn't that burning in my belly. And so I still felt lost. I still felt alone. I still felt confused. And then something happened that I'm going to tell you about when we come back from this break. But something happened that opened my eyes and helped me to see why I do what I do and the importance of it and get a very, very clear vision of my future as a coach and why it was important to me. And from that moment on, my business just exploded. And I've become a very successful coach. And I've become a thought leader. And I've helped so many people because of this very defining moment. And when we come back from this break, I'm going to tell you about that defining moment. And uh, see again, see if you can draw some parallels out of this story, because I'm not talking about myself to talk about myself. I usually don't like to do that. I really want to, to provide you a venue to to kind of explore and, and see what you can draw out of it from in your own life. This is Marla Tabaka. You'll find me at MarlaTabaka.com and we'll be back in just a minute.
Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. The Woohoo Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Hey kids, do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, right here on Toginet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And so I promised to talk to you more about how I, I finally put the passion in my work. I went into this line of business because I knew I had a gift. I knew I could help people. And yeah, I felt, you know, I, I, I felt passionate about helping people to some degree, but it wasn't the level of passion that I'm talking about. And so it was, I can't remember exactly, but two or three years into my coaching and, and my focus had been getting new clients helping more people and making a living and and being able to support my children on my coaching income, which is um, something that I'm proud to say that only 10% of the coaches out there in the US, UK, and Canada are able to actually support a household on their living. It's not an easy career to, uh, to thrive in. And so that was what my focus was on. Okay, where's the money coming from next month, right? Wrong focus, wrong direction. So I decided that I wanted to make a program. I wanted to create a group program so that I could coach more than one person at a time. And so I started really doing some exploring and some thinking and some deep thinking. And this process took me about six months. I mean, I really went inside 
you know, of myself. And I went deep and I really got thoughtful about these things. I did a lot of writing. I did a lot of work. I did a lot of crying, you know, to find out what was going on inside of me. And uh, I started thinking about who I love to help and that I particularly love to help women who are in business and people, men or women, who are feeling disempowered because of some trauma in their life that has left them emotionally and and even um, physiologically connected to to trauma. And so I started thinking more about that because of this group program. And I started thinking, I started making a list of what these women in my practice, what similarities they had. And I realized that they were all afraid, that they were all brilliant, that they all knew the nuts and bolts behind building a business, but they just weren't doing it because they felt the same things that I had felt in so many pivotal points of my life. They felt alone. They felt confused. They felt overwhelmed. They felt undeserving. They felt all these things that weren't serving them. And I had this gift, this talent, this ability, and this experience, and this training to help them grow beyond that. Now, you have these um, these self-designed issues that, you know, I, I call it our head trash, that stuff in our head that that brings us to this feeling. But think about these statistics for a minute. And, and this is the information that I gathered and that I try to keep very current because it's a reminder to me of what my passion is and why I do what I do. Today, women-owned businesses have an economic impact of $3 trillion dollars annually. That translates into the creation um, or maintenance of more than 23 million jobs, 16% of all U.S. jobs. These jobs not only sustain the individual worker, but continue um, to contribute to the economic security of their families, the economic vitality of their communities, and the nation. Women are more likely to contribute directly back into their communities. So it really does have a huge impact. Women in the U.S. make nearly make up nearly 51% of the population, but get this, hold only 16% of the seats in Congress and actually rank, the U.S. ranks 71st in female legislation in the world behind countries like Bangladesh and Sudan. What? In Fortune 500 leading positions, women max out at 16%. That's pathetic. On an average, women are still only paid 77 cents per dollar compared to the men in the same exact positions. Now, studies indicate that educating girls and women is one of the most effective ways to reduce poverty and empower women, and it can have a ripple effect across generations. I mean, just think of that. Think about the one mother who gets help in some way and about how she raises her daughters differently because of it. What a ripple effect that can cause. Women also influence 85% of consumer purchases and... Two-thirds of the consumer wealth in the United States, whoa, two-thirds of consumer wealth influenced by women. 
this is so powerful. And yet, many women aren't aware of the influence or the power that they have. And I don't mean power in a negative way. We diminish ourselves. We don't think big enough sometimes. We let that stuff in our head stop us. And it's thoughts like these, and when I think of the people that I've met and helped, that I am so passionate about helping my clients and other people out there, helping business owners around the world. I want to help them to own their power and to live their dreams. I want to provide the people I touch with the educational resources, the tools, and the confidence and perspective necessary to become leaders, leaders in their family, their community, and their business, the leaders that they're capable of becoming. And so I started to think of this on a more global perspective, and I thought, holy Moses, this isn't about one phone call one client at a time. This is about changing the world in a way that's really, really, really important to me. About contributing to third world countries. I'm a a big supporter of Kiva, where you can uh, provide small business loans. I'm talking small, like $25 business loans to women in business in third world countries. And it makes a difference in their communities, in their household, and in their heart. And when I talk about this, like I am now, I am almost brought to tears. I am so overwhelmed by the passion and the desire to help people. And so I made it my goal to touch 1 million small business owners in a way that would help them in one of the areas that I listed. And you know what? I've surpassed that goal. I have. I've touched over 1 million people via this podcast, via my ink columns, via my coaching via my writing, and it's an amazing feeling. And so now I want to touch more people. I want to continue to cause this ripple effect, okay, to be um, sort of in a joint venture with my clients and the people who listen to this podcast and read my articles and my blogs and, and whatever, however else they hear of me. I want to be in this joint venture, if you will, will, to help give people the confidence, the faith, the knowledge, the skills to live their dreams. It's so important. And that's the number one thing about how passion can translate into profits. When I realized that this passion was fueling my dream. And when I think about it, my heart still just beats, you know, faster and harder. And, and I'm, I become more motivated. I become more focused. Everything comes back to this. Everything, every decision I make. And, So my goal is to build my coaching practice in a way that it can touch more and more and more people on a deeper and deeper level. So every program I develop, everything I write is about that. Every person I employ is about that. They're on board with that. I can't even begin to count the times that I might have given up if I didn't have such an incredible passion and direction and focus and vision for my work and for the people I help. And I've turned that passion into such a motivating force over the years that even when finances ran lean, when I doubted my skills and abilities, and when exhaustion was the only energy level I knew because I was working and worrying so hard, 
I use this as my motivating force. And so this vision beyond the vision for me is what takes me to new levels of creativity and clarity so that I can help people in greater numbers. And so that I come up with ideas that continue to build upon this passion, upon this dream. And that's what keeps me going. And that's what keeps me successful. And that's what um, helps me be so real that I think that people feel totally at ease uh, coming to me. And I'm told that, well, I know just, just from my business track record that by the time people come to me, they've listened to this podcast, they've read some of my articles, they've gotten a referral, they've seen some videos, and they feel like I'm the coach for them. I'm ready for this coach. And that is where you want to be in your business so that people flock to you to work with them or flock to you to buy that product that is going to touch your lives in some meaningful and important way. Okay, you want your customers to have been sold before they even come to you. And if you don't have a clearly identified why, it's obvious that it's time to find it. And yes, it's going to take some soul searching like it did to me. So for me, so I recommend that you work with a coach or a mentor during this process, probably more of a coach than a mentor. Um, because coaches have the skills to ask the right questions, to dig deep, to push you further than you would go. And if you attempt to do it all by yourself, you probably won't dig deep enough or you won't know where to go or won't know how to do it. So I would highly recommend that you find a great coach. I'd be happy to help you out. If you want to give me a call, we can do a a little chat to see if you're someone I can help. And when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about how passion is infectious and why that's so important to you and your business and, and just to you as a person, too, because this passion is going to keep you in a very specific high energy state. And that, too, is really, really important for entrepreneurs because energy can run low. You know it. You know you can get exhausted. So we're going to talk about that infectious passion when we come back. Again, I love hearing from you. You can contact me through my website at MarlaTabaka.com or just shoot me an email at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. And of course, you'll find me in just about any social media platform as Marla Tabaka. So I look forward to, to seeing you out there soon. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. It's words you never heard. Did you ever wonder who invented the Band-Aid? In 1921, a man by the name of Earl Dixon was working as a cotton buyer for the Johnson & Johnson Company. Earl's wife, Josephine, was always cutting her fingers while cooking in the kitchen. So one day, he took a piece of gauze and attached it to the center of a piece of tape, covered it in crinoline to keep it sterile, and placed it over her wound. His boss, James Johnson, heard about Earl's little invention and decided to start mass-producing these Band-Aids to sell to the public. Johnson & Johnson decided to give Boy Scout troops free Band-Aids as a publicity stunt. 
which started the telewagging and the rest is history. What do the British, Irish, Aussies, New Zealanders, and South Africans call Band-Aids? Plasters. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. Have you ever wondered if you're normal? Or why you feel distant from your partner? Then join us for Sex Talk with Lou, with your host, Lou Paget on TogiNet, Wednesday nights, 9, 8 central. Do you want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wonder, how do I tell my kids about things? Join Lou Paget, one of the world's best-selling authors in the field of sexuality, a certified sex educator and sought-after expert for all media and her renowned expert guests as they discuss anything and everything about sex that impacts our lives and our families' lives. For more on Lou, check out her website, loupaget.com. This is the show where the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health can finally give you the answer to that question. Join us for Sex Talk with Lou with your host, Lou Paget, Wednesday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here talking about identifying and tapping into and maintaining your passion. And so the number one point about how passion grows profits is that understanding that the passion is the fuel that feeds your dreams. And in order to to really achieve your goals as in life and as a business owner, you got to know that vision beyond the vision. You got to know what the big purpose is in a way that you feel it in your heart. Number two is passion is infectious. Remember that. And so as an example, when a client comes into our session together, and and oftentimes, you know, I'll hear from clients who are feeling discouraged or frightened or uh, just, you know, just out of sorts, not knowing where to go, certainly overwhelmed. But I am always able to find the upside and help them to shift their perspective and to see the opportunity in just about any situation or to make opportunity out of it or to change gears to find the opportunity, change directions. And that is because I believe in them so much because I don't work with anybody I don't believe in. If, if somebody comes to me and wants to coach with me and, and, and I feel that something isn't right and I don't think I can help them in some way, they don't have their heart and soul in this, I turn them away. And so I believe in my clients and I am very passionate about their success because think about it as a coach, you know, not just because I care for them as people, but if you're my client, your success is my success because that's what we're in the business of is creating success, right? Co-creating success. So I'm very passionate about helping them on a number of levels. So with your passion, you've got to remember not to be shy. Once you identify this, don't be shy about sharing it in words. Don't be shy about putting what you do out there and how you can help people or what your goals are, um, what your vision is, and, and where you're going. Now, some people aren't going to understand it, but you know what? That's okay. That just weeds people off the vine, which is great. 
the people who don't understand it are not necessarily going to be relative to your success. The others who count, the others who really are people who need to hear it, are going to be attracted to you like a magnet. And those are the moments that make magic. Okay? So share your passion. Know who to share it with and know how to put it into words and share your passion. Number three is that passion will push you to learn and grow and excel. Remember, wonderful leaders are constantly on a growth cycle. We are always learning something new. We're always keeping up with people. And it's because we have a passion and it's because it's part of our business and it's because our brains need to grow. We're not happy with the status quo. So, you know, are there like certain subjects that you can never know enough about? I'll tell you what, for me, with the mere mention of words like startup or small business or self-doubt, fear, um, growing business, those kinds of things, marketing, uh, those kinds of words, boy, I just light up. I got to get in on that conversation. I'll tell you if and when it's appropriate. Even if I hear strangers and these kind, these buzzwords, what are my buzzwords? What the, the words that, that uh, make me buzz, um, come up, you know, if, if it's appropriate, I jump into that conversation. It's like somebody's pushed an on button in my heart and my head and I just can't help myself. I need to know more. I need to contribute. I get excited. An extraordinary leader never stops learning and inquiring and it's passion and that never ending curiosity that creates this thirst to learn. So you're never too busy, promise you. You're never too busy to set aside time to read, to work with your mentors and coaches, to continue your education in some way, whether that's seminars or workshops or school or webinars or whatever it is. You are never too busy to grow. You have to keep growing. So commit yourself to a constant learning and growth, and it will strengthen your odds of success exponentially. And it is the passion, that burning passion that is going to keep you committed to this and therefore make your business more profitable, make your business grow. We mentioned this at the top of the show with um, Rich Dad's comments that passion makes work fun, even when it's not fun. Okay, so we all know that especially launching a business and being in those growth cycles that business goes through, businesses grow, go through. I'm in one right now. I'm in a growth cycle right now as I'm launching um, a new product and a new website and, you know, new Facebook page and all these kinds of things. You know, I'm rebranding. It's hard work. And sometimes you'll feel overwhelmed. You'll feel overwhelmed by the next steps. You may not know what the next steps are. You'll feel overwhelmed. And when I come across stressful times like these, I turn to my playful side. I play with it. I stop taking myself so darn seriously because that's what I can tend to do. You know, I think, oh my gosh, if I don't get this website right, you know, I act as though it's a last ditch effort, last ditch chance to ever have a fabulous website. Wrong, wrong, you know? And so I stop taking myself so seriously. And 
I'm not intending to make light of the situation, but it takes the pressure off so that your creative side can shine through to find the solutions, the ideas. I I was playing the other day um, all evening long, and um, I'll tell you what, I couldn't get to sleep. And I was up until like one in the morning in a dark room, just allowing my imagination to be free. And I came up with so many ideas for this program I'm developing and this website and some videos that I want to shoot. They just came to me. I just allowed them because I took the pressure off by being playful. So when you're working on a project or seeking a solution, break out the crayons. And I don't mean the 12-pack, baby. I mean the 120-pack. And if there's a 240-pack, find that. It's crazy. Break out the crayons, doodle, draw, let your creativity out. Find a way to make your challenge fun and less stressful. I recall the first time I had to create a series of videos and I was so nervous and I was so overwhelmed about what to say and how would I look and will people think I'm sounding stupid and so I called in my friends and, and I said, come on, we're going to have some fun with this. And we cracked open a bottle of good wine and we played around with the camera, the lighting, my on-camera persona and what I wanted to say. And we just laughed. We didn't take it seriously. And boy, we had some scary video product. I'll tell you that. But out of that evening, what came for me is more direction. Um, a better understanding of what I want to say and who I want to be and where I want to go with the videos, a better understanding of the lighting and and the types of clothes I needed to wear and the type of jewelry I did not want to wear. I had done these, I'll never forget, these big dangly earrings. And, you know, when I would bob my head, these earrings would practically slap me in the face. I thought, oh, my gosh, that just looks crazy, you know. So I... I learned a lot. So breaking the ice in that way diminished my fears and allowed me to gain the clarity on my message and my approach. So how else can you play? How can you be, become playful when you have some decisions to make? Remember that as big and scary as some of these decisions can feel, very, very few decisions will mark the end of our world as we know it or not. Okay. And even even if it's a decision to turn a different direction in your business or to fold up shop altogether like I did with my coffee house. I did. I gave it up. And uh, I took quite a financial loss on it because it wasn't ready to be given up. And and yet I made that decision and I made peace with the financial loss and, and the emotional loss. Now it took me a while to make peace with the emotional loss. I will confess that. But, um, you know, because... I knew what I wanted to do, and mind you, I didn't have my vision beyond the vision yet, but I knew what I wanted to do, and I, I, I got playful with it. I, I just kind of played around like, geez, do I want to be this kind of coach or that kind of coach? And I would do some mock sessions, and I would go exploring online, and I did put, put the pressure on myself. I took that pressure off, and what I did at that time was I built <laughs> A 1,200-gallon koi pond in my backyard over one of the hottest summers on record, okay? Three feet deep, dug by me with a pickaxe and a shovel, okay? So, yeah, that was hard work, but it was also delightfully playful. 
And, and that's how I did it. That's, that's how I got the ideas. Number five and our final one for today is passion is the foundation for extraordinary success. Don't forget that. I've met a lot of extremely successful people, both through this show, through Inc., through my business, through networking, through other people. And I'll tell you what, every single one of them is fueled by passion. And that is what makes entrepreneurial leaders so magnetic and so unique. Ideas and dreams come and go, but if you stay attuned to that passion, to that vision beyond the vision, it's going to bring that seed of a good idea into brilliant, full bloom. And it will, it will create the path to your dreams. So understand what your passion is. Understand what your vision beyond the vision is. Where do you want to go with this? What do you want to do? And I'll tell you what, my vision beyond the vision isn't even fully formed yet. I know it's not. I know that there's going to be a next step to my vision beyond the vision. There's going to be so much more that is starting to reveal itself for me. So don't think that this is like an end game thing. You know, you're not necessarily end, you're not necessarily shooting for the end. You're shooting for the next big plateau when you do this. So understand that it can change. I welcome the opportunity to help you explore your vision and your passion and, and really develop that. So feel free to come on by my website and drop in for a consultation. We'll do that. And uh, I, as I said, I think it's important that we have that synergy. So I like to talk to people first, and, and that's just a complimentary time. So please feel free to, to contact me via my website at Marla. MarlaTabaka.com, MarlaTabaka.com, or email me at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com, or find me on Twitter or Facebook. I look forward to hearing from you. If you just want to drop in and let me know how you're doing, that is great too. So, and I look forward to seeing you here on TogiNet Radio next week on the Million Dollar Mindset. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Chabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and if you've 